we have Susan Arntz, the city of Mankato's manager. She's uh, relatively new still, I guess, but uh, we've, we've had a chance to visit before. So good morning, Susan. How are you today? Very good. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, it's great to have you on the show. And how are things progressing in the city since things are kind of opening up again? It's got to be pretty exciting. It is very exciting. About two Fridays ago, um, our staff partnered with the Mankato Area Foundation and the Mankato City Arts uh, Group to get the sculptures uh, for the um, City Art Walk um, out here uh, for the for the summer. And so I happened to the Monday after they went out, I happened to be in the car downtown at nine o'clock on a Monday morning and every single statue that I drove by had at least one or two people standing in front of it, looking at it. So that was really exciting and encouraging. Um, you know, it's kind of uh, shaping up to be a community that, you know, if you're bored, it's your own fault um, <laughs> because a lot of activities that, you know, we are certainly starting to see special event permits. Um, uh, our 311 department is doing a lot more uh, shelter reservations. So there are a lot of activities are um, starting to kind of take shape and um, people are finding their place to um, kind of whether they're family events or uh, a neighborhood event, a lot of those things we're starting to see kind of uh, take shape and start to happen. Susan, remind me of when you started here in Mankato as a city manager. Uh, November 30th. So it's been officially six months and two days. All right, so you really essentially started during the pandemic then. Yeah, yeah, probably not the best time to start <laughs> a new job. But the last few weeks with, um, you know, employees that are removing masks and walking around the government center, um, it's it's a much better way to get to meet the team here. And um, uh, so that's been fun. And, um, you know, people are excited here internally as well to, you know, kind of see some of that movement and, you know, they've been they've been eagerly waiting for that too. So. And I'm excited to see that the songs on the lawn has returned and it starts tomorrow in downtown in your area. You'll probably maybe be out there. I assume it's right by your office down there and going to have a. The... I can hear it. I can hear it from my desk. Oh, so, yeah, that's wonderful. Yeah, because so the Jeremy Poland band I know starts tomorrow. The the first one uh, over the the lunch hour and it gets people out and about. And what other things have opened up more essentially in terms of in the city or other. Uh, more concerts, things are you hearing about uh, people calling, asking you for what's you know available to do? Yeah, so our staff have been working with a number of different organizations that have events planned during the summer. Some of the big ones that are uh, top of mind, I don't have the full inventory, but sure. the, the some of the big ones that I know are coming um, Saturday, June 19th will be the Juneteenth celebration here um, on the same lawn that you referenced for uh, the GMG's Songs on the Lawn event. Um, we will have, um, we are still working on fireworks. I uh, just want oh. folks to kind of know that um, we, uh, we were recently informed that uh, labor shortage may affect our ability to carry it off. So we're, you know, without, without saying we're not doing it, we're trying to come up with, um, you know, is there another way? So before I'm ready to announce officially any of that detail, we're kind of struggling a little bit on coming up with that cue and that plan. Um, and uh, so I think the what what Mankato knows as um, pre-pandemic Fourth of July fireworks might have to look something different, mostly because of um, staffing shortages for um, 
for the um, people that we work with to do those fireworks. The Civic Center and our team there that do a lot of the um, concert programming are working with, um, you know, kind of broad, uh, broad concerts. There's one that will start, I think our first outdoor concert or indoor. Our first concert at the Civic Center, sorry, is June 13th. And I think those tickets are sold out, um, but they are adding, um, adding events and adding programs both inside the Civic Center and at the amphitheater. So working on that, working with some community groups on kind of amphitheater um, events that's kind of starting to take shape. Um, I know that um, the United Way organization has a major fundraiser um, that has some events downtown um, I'm excited to watch Human Foosball. It's an event that oh, I've never yes. heard of and never yes. seen. So I, <laughs> Pretty you know, fun. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here just so I can watch. Um, I will not be participating oh. on a team. I'll be. Uh, I'll be a, a fan. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm excited to kind of see that uh, take place and how that goes. Um, but I would say that almost weekly, our staff are hearing from at least one, if not more, um, of different events where there's a need to close off a block or you know get some barricades for a, a block party or those kinds of things. So that's been really fun and encouraging. Now, you mentioned a labor shortage in terms of the fireworks. Is there, are there other areas that you're noticing in the city where maybe there's not enough workers or people are talking about that in businesses, et cetera? You know, I've heard certainly still in our uh, service industry, there are some restaurants that are struggling um, with getting their staff completely back. And as a result, um, there are a couple that I know that are, you know, have some uh, still limited hours because they just don't have the staff to be able to, you know, go back to a full schedule. Um, I know in, in our own organization, um, some of our part-time seasonal maintenance staff, that's been a harder position to fill this summer than in previous years. Um, and we, um, you know, with some of our other just general openings, um, you know, we have seen uh, fewer applications uh, for certain positions than others. And um, so we're just optimistic that we continue to work hard to find good talent. So far, we've been really fortunate that we've been able to find good talent in the positions we've hired. It's just, I know that um, there is a need for more of it, um, sp specifically like our, um, the, um, seasonal maintenance and then now with adding the events back at the civic center uh getting staffing for uh you know kind of that activity hospitality events weddings you know those kinds of uh, things has been a little bit of a trick i noticed that i was reading some articles about other places talking about having an issue with finding workers and having to Im increase wages and that sort of thing is that something that the city's had to look at at all do you know we did increase the wages for our summer seasonal maintenance this year, and then have not yet done that for the, I'll call it the event roles at the Civic Center. We have some full-time uh, positions that we're looking to bring back uh, to the Civic Center. And in that case, we are having to look at um, salaries for the positions to be able to attract that talent. What do you think is the, the reason? I mean, it talks about, you know, unemployment rates and that sort of thing, but are people just afraid to come back because of the COVID or what are you hearing? Uh, you know, in our case, we're seeing, um, you know, it's, um, they, have a, they have opportunities for different roles. Um, they have, 
in uh, one specific case in our civic center, uh, this person is taking a career change to mm -hmm. take the position with us. And, you know, when you do that, you know, part of it is you have to be prepared that your salary might have to adjust. Sure. Um, and so it's, you know, trying to help, you know, balance that, um, you know, where they're coming from um, and the salary adjustment that they're considering um, to what where our salary is now. Um, so we do have our HR team is working on a um, salary study um, for our staff, kind of doing an updated market analysis. And, um, you know, so that hopefully will be done here in the next couple of months. And, and that certainly will be a big help to us as well. Earlier, you, you mentioned the parks and people calling more for reservations of the, the shelters and things. Is, are things fully open in the park system in the city? Things are fully open. We have no restrictions on um, event size other than, you know, what the, you know, like our indoor spaces can only accommodate so many people. Uh, but, it, you know, the COVID restrictions are all gone. We don't have any restrictions on whether you can bring food or how you want to serve, we trust that people can kind of make those decisions for themselves on how they want to go about doing that. So excited to have that get busy again, too. I was just curious on Turtle Lot. I know Turtle Lot, the talk was of doing some major renovations and things. What is going on at the Turtle Lot pool, which is, of course, the big community pool? Yeah, so um, right now we are working hard with a planned opening date of uh, Monday, June 7th. Oh, wow. Uh, for the for turtle lot. Yep, next week. Um, as with anything, um, yesterday I was informed of some mechanical issues um, with one piece of equipment that, you know, is 50 or 60 years old. So we are working on that piece of equipment. And um, I have not, I, I would guess that, you know, 24 hours from now, I'll have a better handle on whether, uh, whether that we need to consider moving that June 7th date. But right now, that's the plan. Is Turtle Lot undergoing? I realized that with the, I realized with the weekend being hot and whatnot, yeah, people would love to be cool. So I, I get that, but we've got the staffing queued up for June seventh, and so we're ready. So is um, uh, has the Turtle Lot undergone any renovation? in terms of, or is it undergoing? Because, you know, I know that the competition from North Mankato with their new facility, Spring Lake Park facility, and there's a talk of, you know, beefing up the turtle lot. What's going on there? Yeah, so last year um, in March, there was a presentation to the city council of, um, uh, you know, kind of a use of sales tax for some major rec recreation improvements. Uh, improvements to turtle lot pool was certainly one of them. Um, and that presentation in March was put a big hold because that was the council meeting where the city council needed to um, consider and take action on um, the uh, COVID uh, shutdown. So that meeting kind of got co-opted by COVID. Okay. And so uh, the city, you know, just kind of did more, more the council and the staff did really more of an in-depth update on, you know, kind of what are we going to do given the directives that were issued at that stage. That presentation was given then at some point during the summer, and but all of those projects were left on hold. Okay. Um, there were about five projects included in that report, one of which was improvements to Turtle Lot Pool. And we are now just in the process of kind of starting to pick that pick that project back up. My guess is that there we will need to do kind of because it's been a while since we've talked with the community about it, but do some, you know, kind of 
idea creation. Here's what we heard from you last. Um, you know, here's where we are now, and then kind of make, building a path forward on that improvement. Um, and uh, so we're working through that now. Um, and I would expect that through the summer fall, we'll continue to have more conversations about improvements. There have been a number, there were a number of leaks in the pool oh. uh, last year when we closed it. So like the diving well, for example, had a number of leaks, I think 13 or 15 leaks. Those have all been repaired um, and are ready you know, for the season. So as we work on this one piece of equipment, which we need um, you know, here in the coming days, um, you know, there hasn't been a ton of work other than kind of cleaning and refresh. Um, and then the major work that you're referencing, you know, is still in front of us. Okay. I was just wondering where that was at, because it seems to me I, there was talk of during that type of major renovation, you'd have to close it down, et cetera. But it sounds like it's going right. to be open regular hours or reduced hours. I guess, My husband was commenting because he likes to use the pool and he, he said it sounds like there's going to be more reduced hours this year. Uh, nope. I think this year, you know, the pre, the schedule, our website has been updated with the schedule. So that, I should have pulled that up here, but um, the, uh, you know, the, the schedule of what you can expect forward should be very um, similar to what the community okay. is used to in the past. Um, last year, the city did make a decision to, um, you know, shift uh, the open swim. Uh, oh, I think that's and, maybe what he, uh, he was talking about because, yeah, he likes to do the open swim. That might have been his issue. Yeah. And so last year we had, you know, just um, we had kind of limited it just to uh, lap swimmers rather than kind of the more traditional swim. This summer, uh, the city council uh, at their last council meeting made a decision to make the admission to the pool free uh, for this season. So that is probably the major change okay. that people will see. Uh, but the hours that are um, you can expect would be similar to what you've seen in the past. So as far as it being free, then is it first come, first serve in terms of the numbers available to be in yes. the pool? Okay, so it's you yeah. get get there if you want to get there on time. Uh, yeah. If you want to spend the day, I would start early. All right, good good advice. How about construction project? What are some new things happening around the city that maybe people aren't aware of that, you know, we always see construction going on all the time and roads and things happening, but are there some major things that are going on that might be of interest to our community? Yeah, so Johnson Outdoors has a um, an expansion that they're doing. We have issued uh, already this year a footing and foundation permit for them to get started. So what will come next is the structure for that. And it's just a, a good expansion of that um, industry there. So we're excited for them. Where is that at? We have, uh, Johnson Outdoors is, um, you know, that's one thing. Is that the one the on Madison? City is that on Madison? Yes. Am okay. Madison. So yeah, they're expanding up there on the hill. That's what I was wondering if. Yes. Okay. On the hill. Yes. Okay. And then uh, we have a, um, over near the um, Walmart Distribution Center, there is a new uh, truck stop project that's under construction. Yeah. And so we're excited to see that for uh, the community to get that kind of squared away. Um, there are, And then there are some just, I'll call it more minor renovations that are happening. Mayo Clinic has a minor renovation they're doing. Roosevelt, Roosevelt Apartments has a major renovation that they are doing. Uh, the Dotson uh, company to hear it just on the kind of north end of downtown has an expansion for some of their employee space, um, kind of at that space. So we're excited for them. 
Um, we are reviewing the building permit for uh, Dunkin' Donuts here on Riverfront. And uh, so I don't know exactly when that will anticipate starting construction, but would anticipate that here soon. Uh, and then uh, kind of the other major project we have is the phase two of the Rosa Place Apartments. So a project that the city is part of and was received some grant funding for. Uh, we're excited to have that uh, project move forward. Um, the, uh, our planning commission continues to have um, a lot of activity as far as a site plan review. So in the June uh, planning commission, they will be reviewing the site plan for the Mayo truck centers um, and the Adams Street extension, uh, which is kind of over, there's an extension of Adams Street and then there is the Mayo Mankato truck center, which is a private company. So it's not another, um, uh, you know, not not the truck stop that I had mentioned, but so this is a different truck stop because I, I'm familiar. I've been seeing that truck stop develop that's uh, kind of on the east side of the city between here and Eagle Lake, and that looks like that's going to be yeah. a pretty significant project in terms of I don't know how many employees do you know is that going to bring in and what's that going to do for the city? You know that I don't have that detail, but it is a fairly significant and sizable um, for the industries that. You know, I think that's one of those industries that people like it, but, you know, they don't want to see the, you know, the, the trucks, right? Sure. And so having that truck stop, uh, you know, those are the important people that bring all the, um, you know, shoes, hamburger, uh, you know, all the important things that we consume um, to market. So we're excited to see that get added and, um, you know, because the nearest one from that one is Lesur. Oh. Uh, and so, you know, for those truckers that need uh, a place to rest or to, to rest, stop, um, you know, it's not likely that they're going to drive 14 or 18 miles north to get to um, Lesur and then come back. So this will be a nice ad for us to have that there. But the Mankato Truck Center is an actual private company that um, is another trucking industry that is... Um, in the process of platting, rezoning, and annexing a piece of property on the east side, uh, kind of in that Adams Street area. Um, so we're excited for that. Um, and the, the um, uh, you know, a lot of miscellaneous smaller infill construction projects of, you know, kind of there's a small outlot or a small lot here and there in some of the subdivisions where there's an opportunity to add some single family um, uh, housing, you'll see that here and there. Um, so that certainly is coming. Um, and then our same department, but community development has finished a um, the Greater Minnesota River Valley Trail Master Plan update with uh, kind of working with our consultant, Blue Earth County, and then the communities along the area like North Mankato and others uh, to kind of update that master plan and get that put in place. Um, the representatives from the state have given our staff a lot of kudos for the um, the quality of that trail plan and the important connections that it will make, which is really great for us. Um, so having that trail plan completed will then allow us to pursue grant funds from various sources. Uh, so we're excited to get that kind of queued up. And then the rest of June, starting kind of June 17th, we will be working with the communities around the um, the railroad on doing some engagement on um, what was called the whistle-free corridor study. Um, 
And you know, I, I know that it's also been referred to as quiet zone, but part of what we want to do with that engagement is it isn't going to be really quiet. You know, it's whistle free. So it's, you know, that there are some requirements that we have that if the trains stop um, kind of uh, whistling as they go through the community, there are other requirements that we have um, that um, don't necessarily make it quiet. So, the, so there, you'll still hear the noise, but it just won't be the the, the horns blowing like you hear. So it's not going to be perfectly quiet like a library. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, for sure, it won't be like a library. I mean, you'll definitely still hear the train, but there are some some elements where, depending on improvements that are chosen, um, you might hear um, kind of the uh, ding, 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 ding. Oh. With the you know with the gates that close and those kinds of things, there are other requirements that come. Sure. Um, that you know, so we're working. We want to work with the neighborhoods to make sure that we you know give them the best best example of what you know the different improvements could look like. And so we're excited to do that uh, kind of in the neighborhoods with those folks um, and get their feedback on you know if this, then here's what that could look like. If not, then here's what that is so that we can make kind of some knowing choices forward. I notice there's a lot of construction going on in the community in terms of housing and, and apartments and things like that. Uh, uh, I don't know how many of those are the city projects versus private uh, homes, et cetera. What is the need or how are things being filled out? Because, you know, there's always been talk about the housing shortage or affordable housing shortage. Are we, how is that being addressed and is it being addressed adequately? You know, there's always room to do more. Um, and I think that what's important to kind of remember is, uh, you know, the, the word affordable means something different to everybody at every stage, right? Sure. And so we, you know, we certainly are involved in the Rosa Place apartments. Um, we are involved in, um, there's a project that we've been working with um, down on Lamb Street on the former public works site, kind of by Cub Foods um, on Riverfront. There's a project um, that we've been working with the developer on that. And we certainly, uh, from an affordability standpoint, are using our uh, resources, but also our, um, you know, as the government jurisdiction, we can be kind of the, the financier or the, the conduit for some of those uh, state and federal grants to make those, um, that housing, um, you know, as affordable as possible. Um, we have been, uh, most of what you see that's under construction is market rate, which you know, is affordable to others at different incomes, right? You know, and, um, you know, part of what I want to try to do is to kind of remove some of that stigma from the word affordable. And, you know, because the goal really in communities should be that we should have housing that's affordable at every stage of your life. I mean, that's really the goal, right? And um, so our staff have been doing uh, a lot of work on kind of helping where we can uh, on create, you know, working with private developers, but also, uh, you know, kind of, as I mentioned, the Rosa Place and the Lamb Street Project are probably the two that we're the most engaged in. Um, but most of what you see that's under construction now is private and is market rate. Um, we are working with a couple of uh, nonprofits and a private developer on some property in the community that is not the um, piece that's been referred to um, it's not the school sisters property. That's not the piece that we're talking about. There's a different nonprofit working on that, but we are working with a nonprofit on and a developer who owns some property 
on um, the possibility of creating what's called a land trust. And uh, it'd be a new concept for Mankato, uh, but in land trusts, essentially the concept is that uh, the city ends up holding, or the trust ends up holding the, um, the ownership of the land, and then the individual then owns the structure that goes on top of it, whether it be a house or a townhome. And what that, what that does is tries to create a permanent affordable unit by keeping the, um, the land cost, which is typically what increases faster than the structure value, um, but keeping that in public ownership, which then keeps the structure itself in that affordable kind of range for the, for the life of the, the unit. So we're working on um, working with a developer on that concept and are excited to be able to bring that to the community. How far in the process is it? When will we maybe know more? Months, yeah, we're years? Fairly, <laughs> I would bet months. Um, you know, we're fairly early in that discussion um, and, you know, very pleased to say that the um, the people that we're talking with about it are very excited about it. So, you know, that, you know, it's not as if our, our team is looking for partners to, you know, kind of identify this property and could we do it that way? Um, you know, we've we've had a couple of conversations, and um, ironically, the developer is super excited about it. So that's really a huge positive for us. There's still a number of open stores, uh, empty stores, things like the the Gormans and the Gander Mountain, which used to serve the the vaccination sites and clinics and that sort of thing. What are those? What's happening with some of those empty spaces now that? obviously we're productive stores and now are no longer in business. I'm just curious at some of the, those uh, areas. Yes, good question. So the Gander Mountain site we know is um, that Baumgars is working on uh, moving into that. Baumgars is a uh, kind of a um, garden center slash um, hardware slash uh, home improvement type uh, store. Um, I, they won't sell hard, they won't sell lumber, but you know, they, they have, uh, you can see more of these stores kind of in southern Minnesota, further south in Minnesota. There's one in uh, the Albert Lee area uh, that I've driven by and kind of had to go check out because I didn't know what Baumgars was. So I'm like, oh, little road trip. <laughs> so my family is always keen to go do a field trip when I'm curious. Um, so that was good to explore that. So we know that they are uh, working on a process to move into that facility um, and, um, they, they have 107 stores in seven states in the Midwest. And uh, we're, you know, that'll bring certainly a number of jobs, but also, um, you know, some great additional shopping options for the community. So we're excited to see that. Um, the Gordman's piece, I, I don't know what the plan is yet mm -hmm. for that. Uh, certainly I've heard a lot of discussion about it, but nothing that is yet where we've seen an application or a permit request or something more formal. Any new developments? Any new developments in the industrial parks at all that are up and coming? You know, other than um, you know the truck centers facility that I've talked about, mm -hmm. um, there's a piece that we sold to on the kind of far east side, northeast side of the community to a small kind of infill piece that we sold to a, um, a solar. Uh, company, oh. but nothing of, nothing of serious significance that I can report today. 
Well, it's good to to hear you and see you being excited that things are opening back up and you can actually, you know, be the city manager that is not behind your mask all the time and probably going to be seeing you out more, I assume. Yes, it's exciting. I'm I can't wait to start, you know, bringing my family to these events and I know that for a while I'll still get to be a little bit an- anonymous because not everybody knows me, but um, <laughs> that's okay. I'm okay either way. You know, I realize that in this job, you really never can take your name tag off. Yeah. And I like that. So I'm good. Well, I know you are the queen of the secret shopper, though, because I love yeah. your story when you came down to Mankato and were secret shopping and, and before you checked yeah. the city out. What a great story that is. And like you said, you still have a little bit of that anonymity. anonymity. I do. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of a nice thing. We're almost out of time. But anything else you'd like the, the folks to know about what's happening in the city of Mankato or things that you're thinking about? You know, I think the biggest thing is that I hope to see everybody this summer. Uh, you know, I know that, you know, there's, um, it still is awkward. Um, you know, people are still trying to figure out, uh, you know, from getting the staff that they need to carry on these events and activities. So, you know, be patient. Um, remember that everybody on all sides of it is working as hard as they can to make this, you know, all, everything fun from the nonprofits to the businesses that we have. And, you know, everybody's working hard to try and you know, do their best and get back to, I, I haven't met anybody that wants to stay <laughs> in last year's venue. So no, no, I, I don't know anybody that wants to either. Is there a site yeah. or website or someplace people can go? You mentioned there's, there's openings in the city with seasonal jobs. Is there something if you, people are interested saying, well, I didn't realize that the city had openings uh, Where What can they do or where can they go and find out more? Excellent. So yeah, our website, Mankato, mn.gov, gov. So MankatoMN.gov, uh, you can get a lot of great information on that. Um, and then a lot of the events like Songs on the Lawn, you know, uh, Greater Mankato Growth or GMG has their um, events and Visit Mankato would be another great place to go look at for kind of the, um, if, if for some reason you're bored and haven't found something to do this weekend, uh, I would check out the Visit Mankato website because I bet that you could easily find uh, weeks of things to do. Yeah, it's it's great to see that, and I know the fairs and things are coming back as well, and and so it's great yeah. to know. And and like you said, that the the pool opens on next Monday, so that's wonderful as well. Thank you so much, Susan, for your time. It's always great to chat with you. Yeah. We'll be talking with the city manager here of Mankato, Susan Arts. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. All right. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, there we go. It's Susan Arntz, our city manager of Mankato, finding out what's happening. Things uh, she's excited too to finally, you know, having started in a pandemic and now being able to be out and about and, and in the community. So thank you for Susan for chatting with us. It's two minutes past 11 and you want